On this Monday show, we'll talk Sprint Car Wicker Bills, Lincoln's Icebreaker, another update on the current plight of the American Sprint Car Series, and more. Let's go. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll kick your show off today with some news uh, around the ongoing ASCS saga. I talked on the Sunday show about several signs that were pointing towards the opening weekend at Corpus Christi's South Texas Race Ranch being in jeopardy. And now we know the fate of that event. The ASCS announced here just a little bit ago that the season opener for both the National Tour and the Gulf South region is in fact canceled. There was no acknowledgement of what's actually happening behind the scenes with the release just mentioning, quote, several unforeseen circumstances. They also said, quote, work is ongoing to preserve the 2024 season. Uh, not exactly confidence inspiring. But as we've talked about, Terry Maddox is out as the owner and operator of the sanctioning body for the 360 Sprint Cars, and the Han family is back at the helm. We do know that. Rumors have pointed towards a possible upcoming sale of the American Sprint Car Series assets, with some claiming that a deal was already in place for World Racing Group to acquire it last week. But no sale has happened as of yet. And I'm told the process is ongoing to resolve the future of the organization. The next two events on the 2024 ASCS National Tour schedule are set for March 15th and 16th at RPM Speedway in Texas. And there is hope that the event uh, could still happen. So stay tuned, friends. Uh, the Central uh, Pennsylvania Sprint Car season is off and running with the icebreaker at Lincoln Speedway kicking things off yesterday. It was still pretty cold out there, but they had a big crowd at Lincoln to watch the action. I believe 25 sprint cars on the property, and it was Troy Wagaman Jr. going the distance for the victory. He held off Danny Dietrich at the end with Freddie Raymer also on the day's podium. Uh, Dietrich wasn't great in the opening stretch of the feature, but uh, there was a red flag uh, for fuel and it allowed them to make some changes to that 48, and it worked out for Dietrich, who was able to charge back to second and really challenge for the win at the end. As for Wagaman, he continues to be fast in the Hefner 27. He joined that team in June last year and won three times before the year was over twice at the Grove and once at BAPS. He also racked up a bunch of top fives and looks set to continue that pace this season. Yesterday's opener wasn't without hiccups though for Lincoln as there were complaints about the scoreboard and no timing and scoring data available on the apps. That also meant no timing and scoring on flow racing or a lap count. I feel like I can survive without the running order on the broadcast as long as the announcer does a decent job, but the lap count thing does suck. Announcers rarely mention what lap it is, so it's tough sometimes to know where you are in a race without it. Yesterday was also the debut of the new virtual flagging system at Lincoln. The track did still have an actual flagman in the stands, which they said they would do during this kind of transition period. Opinions from the fans will continue to be mixed, and they were obviously that yesterday. I saw some positive and some negative comments about it. As for what it looked like from the driver's seat, I did message with a few drivers today that raced yesterday, and the main point was that the screen was not as easy to see uh, with the sun setting. It's something that will be a problem for most of Lincoln's night racing, but some adjustments may need to be made for day shows uh, and uh, action that happens before the sun is actually completely down. And I'm aware in saying that there will be comments about how, oh my God, this is already a failure, it doesn't work, and this proves it won't work, but let's maybe give them some time to figure this out before we completely lose our minds over this. Uh, Lincoln is back in action this coming Saturday. Speaking of Central PA, one driver we won't get to see there this season after all is Justin Henderson. He was originally slated for a sizable schedule with Don Kreitz and the 69K, but Jeremy Elliott reported last week that engine issues have already thrown a wrench into the team's 2024 plans. 
Logan, uh, Logan Wagner will still drive the 69K at Port Royal, but Henderson is out. And Darren Pittman will run the car during the six World of Outlaw shows at Williams Grove. The team popped an engine late in 2023 at Port Royal, and when they sent it into Ryder for repairs, it was discovered it was hurt worse than originally expected. Kreitz will start the year with two engines, and he told Jeremy they won't be at full strength in that department until PA Speed Week. Henderson will still race in the Midwest in his own car for the time being, but is open to other rides and possibilities. Wagner's season in the 69, uh, 69K begins in a few weeks at Port uh, on March 9th. Uh, before we move on, there are a couple of new videos on the YouTube channel that I wanted to point you towards. Yesterday, I posted the first episode of the 410 Sprint Car Build Series featuring drivers at Campton. These are super in-depth episodes featuring all the details of building a car. New videos in this series will drop each Thursday and Sunday until the car is completely built, so stay tuned uh, for more of those. Also this morning, I posted a pit walk video from Saturday at Golden Isles. This video, though, is a little bit different than you have seen in the past for pit walk videos, as you can actually control the camera angle throughout the walk. I filmed it using my 360 camera while engine heat was underway. So there's plenty of race car sounds and you can all you can look all around as I walk through the pits. You can just basically drag the screen, depending on whether you're watching it on your phone or on your computer. But you can drag the screen around and see full 360 views of the pit area as I walk through there. So. Uh, check that out. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I'll link to both videos below in the show description. Uh, as this 2024 sprint car season has gotten underway for the national tours, uh, one car element that has been under scrutiny has been the wicker bills on the wings. If you might remember back to early January, the Word of Outlaws announced they were going to try a one-inch wicker bill at several tracks this season, including the opening stretch at Volusia during Dirt Car Nationals. High Limit also went this direction with one-inch wickers being mandated for that series for their first few events. But after several races now, it's starting to sound like maybe the change is not having the desired effect. The hope initially was that reducing the wicker bill size would lessen the effect of dirty air and allow cars to follow more closely. It would also take away some downforce, maybe unhook the cars a bit from the racetrack. The idea then being that we'd see more passing and better racing. And if you aren't sure what a wicker is, check out this image. Uh, wickers are pieces of metal placed along the back of the flat part of the wings to catch the air and add additional downforce. So where you can see the arrows pointing on this picture of Kyle Larson's car. But so far, with four races complete on both the high limit and outlaw sides, the drivers are not convinced. I spoke with a few at Golden Isles who think the series should go back to two inch wickers, and the conversation has now spilled out to social media. Colmacito posted yesterday to Twitter that he thinks the dirty air is actually worse. Parker Price Miller said he thinks they should move the front wings forward to help dirty air. And High Limits Competition Director Mike Hess acknowledged he's heard similar things from other drivers. The LL release on the trial did say that they would gather feedback and evaluate everything before making any official rule change. No word or indication on if the one-inch bill will be in effect this coming weekend as the Outlaws return to Volusia. Finally today, Tri-City Raceway Park in Pennsylvania has new owners. The track was listed for sale, but the owners had posted to social media back in January that they had still planned on opening for the 2024 season, even if buyers weren't found. And they did release a full schedule last week with their usual Sunday Thunder program and scattered special events, including a PA Speed Week stop. The track is located 50 or 60 miles south and a little bit east of Erie, PA. The new owners are Josh and Kirsten Schiffer, who are actually Central PA residents and not Western PA, where the track is located. Tri-City uh, opens April 13th with an Enduro event and then hosts the Fast Sprint Cars on May 5th. That's it for The Daily Show today. I have a new piece for the email newsletter to send out soon. This one from a rider we haven't featured before. 
So if you want to sign up free to get some cool dirt racing content right to your inbox, head over to dirttracker.com slash the slider. While you're there, you can also check out all of the 34 past issues we've sent. Hope you guys have a great Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.